A warm welcome back to the information security stack together with me, Daniel Gustafsson and Kim Hindart. Hubba. Today, Kim, we will have a discussion, open discussion between you and me regarding a topic that I feel is really relevant to discuss. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to have full disclosure here that neither me or Kim are a trained psychiatrist. Uh, the topics we discuss today might be um, addressed and associated with... Uh, that type of skill and knowledge. Uh, we have some training, but we are not officially psychologists. So I just want to say that out bluntly, because what we're gonna, what we are going to talk to, uh, about today is our behavior at home and at work, and if they are the same, and if not, why? And the reason why I bring it up is because I often hear that comment that. Um, well, you know, I'm not the I'm not the same type of person at home as I am at work, or vice versa. I I, I might be super open. I might be the uh, life of the party when I'm at home. I might be super social, and when I get to work, none of that is true. I might be withdrawn. I might might be the person who is not the center of attention. I might be the person who do not want to open up about who I am and talk about what I do or whatever it might be. And there might be some good reasons for that. But in normally when we talk about this, it's it's connected to a difference. I enter a new world when I go to work or if I go to my local hockey team or if I go to whatever social activity that I am uh, involved in in my life. I might have four or five different, if you think about it, you might have four or five different groups. You can call it that you attend on a normal, uh, regular basis during a normal week. It's your family, it might be your, your uh, sports activity or if you have a hobby or whatever it might be, right? And if we start to really think about it and be honest with ourselves, am I the same person at home as I am at work or at my social activity? And if I'm not, why? So let's have a little chat about that. And we're going to talk about a little method here later on that could be relevant to this discussion. But first and foremost, Kim. Are you the same person at home as you are at work? No. Why? I am a totally shy and withdrawn and very, very discreet individual. I really don't like attention and someone seeing me. Yes. Now, what you just experienced was a lie. Uh, <laughs> Kim is none of those things, really. He is actually super social and super open and really the life of the party. And I know him well enough to say that he is very much the same person at home as he is at work but with that being said many people are not and i'm not saying that there's that it's an there's something wrong with that i'm just saying well let's have a discussion of why that might be some claim that well when i go to work i am so i'm so focused on what i'm gonna do that i kind of change my behavior in the way i am and that is probably true to a very large extent, then I I would really really like when I when I you know if I fly in an airplane, I really want the pilot to be super focused at flying the aircraft, right? Because otherwise, if he's jumping around and having a good time up there in the cockpit, I would be really I, I probably wouldn't get on that airplane, right? So for for sure, you need to be focused at what you do. That's one thing. But am I the same person in terms of my, my normal behaviors? Meaning, am I the one who is social at work? Do I communicate? Do I have fun? Do I have, um, if I'm that type of person, or if I'm, I might be totally shy at home. And then when I go to a social event, I, I'm, I'm the life of the party. So I, I don't have the same behaviors in the other, in the, on the other way around. But 
the whole thing of going to a workplace and not wanting to be myself is a different thing from being focused. Or if I feel that I, I can't be myself because it's not allowed. Or the people around me that I work with don't accept it. And all of a sudden I will completely switch my behavior. Where how, do we go from here, Kim? Yeah, How does that work when you say you're not allowed to be yourself? Is that a policy, they say? Could be. In some places it is. I think they, there actually are policies. You're not allowed to have fun at work. <laughs> I actually saw that once. <laughs> uh, that company didn't do well either. But that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, it could be a policy. If if not a written policy, it can be an, an um, untold truth, so to speak. Oh. The team that you work with might not allow for people to be themselves when they get to the workplace. But surely I meet this all the time. We have never written anything like that, so... No. And maybe that's what we should start doing in order to open up the possibilities for me to be myself when I go to work and be open and tell people how I feel or tell people if I think something is wrong or something is right. Because... That comes back to this this thing that is called culture. A culture is defined. There is there is a definition. We actually talked about this in a previous episode. But let's let's remind ourselves, refresh our memories that the actual definition of a culture is values and beliefs that we as a team have agreed upon, and that we hold each other accountable to. That is the actual definition of a culture, meaning that if you, me and Kim, we work together. So in order for our relationship to work at, at uh, when we are working together, we need to be in agreement on what is a correct behavior and what is an incorrect behavior, what is allowed, what is not allowed. And that is not done by me having my thoughts in my head and Kim having his thoughts in his head and we don't tell each other about it. It's when we start to actually communicate what is okay and not. So let's take a very simple little thing. Let's say that I come to work at 8 a.m. every morning and Kim, he comes in whatever the hell he feels like it. Like 8.20 one day, 8.40 the other day, 8.10 the third day. And I start to become really, really annoyed by the fact that I'm at work at 8 and he never shows up what I believe is in time. If I haven't communicated to Kim that I have an expectation that we should start, at eight then Kim really has no idea of knowing that I think that's a problem so he will just continue on doing it and I, it, I will get upset and I will get angry and whatever it might be right it starts to annoy me but that is just a simple little team rule that should be defined between us so we know what is an accepted behavior and a not accepted behavior but this goes for everything in a team everything we do to, how do we communicate but Shouldn't we just resolve it with resentful glares? <laughs> <laughs> like we normally do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially, I don't know how it is in the country you live in, but in Sweden, that is a very common thing. We just, we just stare at people and don't say anything. And we get really upset from a distance because, you know, if I'm actually going to confront that person, that's really horrible and really scary. And I'm not really one willing to do that, right? But yeah, you could absolutely do that, but it's not, <laughs> I guess, not really going to help the, the problem at hand. But what I'm trying to get at here is there is a method here, which I would like to go through just quickly. 
here comes the psychology portion of it. Uh, there is a method called the Johari window, and that has been studied throughout time by way more smarter people than me and Kim, uh, who knows a lot more about human behavior and group dynamics and so on than me and Kim does as well. But if you uh, now, if you're watching this, you were gonna uh, put in a little. Uh, picture here on this if you're not if you're listening to this on the podcast somewhere uh, I'm gonna try to explain what the Johari window is if you can imagine a large square and then you divide that square into four equally big uh, sections so you have two sections on the top and two sections on the bottom and in the top left hand corner in that section you have your arena Meaning what you show people the, who, of who you are essentially. What you allow people to see. Where you truly uh, expose the true you so to speak. That's your arena. And in the bottom left hand corner you have your facade. Meaning the facade that I might protect myself with. If I do not want to get people to really really know who I am or I might portray myself as someone that I am not. That is also quite common that I actually try to portray myself as a person that is super social and super active and I'm just this super nice person and in reality I'm none of those things or some of those things and that's your facade. So you can keep that as a protection to maybe not give people the full idea and of who you really are. In the top right hand corner you have your blind spot, meaning the thing that you as a person don't see. When you drive a car you have a blind spot right behind your your shoulders essentially where you can't see as as far back as your eyes can can see. Those uh, blind spots are an issue when you drive a car because if if something shows up in that blind spot you might hit it. In, In this case your blind spot is the area that people around you see, but me, um, my, me myself, I might not even know about. I'm not aware of my own behaviors. So that's your blind spot. And then in the bottom right-hand corner to, to make the, the square complete is your unknown, meaning the things that I don't know about myself and other people don't know about myself either. Things that I don't show and things that I don't, not, don't know that I'm capable of. So that's the Johari window. So let's talk about the uh, the facade and the arena for a, for a moment here. Because mm-hmm. essentially when I go to work, that is what I present. That is my arena. And when I'm at home, that's also what I present. That's my arena. But they can differ. It can be a, a big difference in what I present at home. Because I feel comfortable. Compared to what I do when I get to my workplace. Where I might not feel as comfortable to be myself. Or my facade at work can be much higher than it is at home. Or vice versa, actually. You can actually keep a facade at home as well. Let's say you're doing something you're not supposed to do with your with your life. And you do not want your family to know what you're doing when you're not at home. You can put your own imagination to what that could be. But something that would not be beneficial for your family to know that you're actually doing. So you can actually keep a facade to your family as well that they don't get to see and you don't tell anyone about. So the whole thing of having uh, how much I open up and truly expose myself can 
very much differ be- de- depending on the situation I'm in on a daily basis as well, to be honest. But seriously, then, culture isn't that, as we say, undoubted and unquestioned something positive. Are culture actually forcing people to not be themselves? Sometimes it could, for sure. Because culture might... You you have a culture even if you don't try. That's the whole thing. We we can just sit here and not do anything. And we, we will develop a culture of not doing anything. We can essentially sit here and say nothing, do nothing. And that will be our culture. And we don't let anyone in on anything. Right? That's actually a culture. It's not agreed upon in a sense that the definition of a culture. So you could call it a bad culture. A good culture is when we actually have communicated and agreed upon what is okay and not okay and then we hold each other accountable to it. So you can have a positive culture and you can have a very negative culture. It could also be that someone said this is what we're going to do and don't allow anyone else to have an opinion about it. Let's call that person a manager or a boss or a wife. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, But it could be someone who defines what is okay for you. And that person then becomes, you've talked about it before, the HIPAA management, meaning the highest paid person opinion. I can absolutely go into a group and say, this is what I think is okay. This is what I think we should do. And this is the behavior we should have. And don't let anyone have any opinion about it. And then define that as our culture. But really what you're doing, you're defining, defining a culture where you're starting to get backstabbed by your, by your, by your colleagues because they're going to start to talk behind your back. They start to might be mutiny. They might revolt against you. And all of a sudden you will be very alone. But it's still a culture. So culture can absolutely both be positive and it could be horribly negative depending how we treat it. And just to say... Even if we establish a very set of common rules that all accept and hold each other accountable to, mm. something like values come in here as well. Core values, yes, for sure. I'm just saying the Nazis had mm-hmm. a strong culture. They all very believed strong. in and they mm-hmm. all absolutely held each other accountable for. Oh, yes. But it was very destructive for the rest of the world as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying you can have strong cultures. But still, they don't need to be good. So it's a combination of culture and values. Yes. But what are you? Yeah. Go. Because there are, of course, situations where our values say that you should have a facade. Could be. I'm just saying don't ask, don't tell is sort of a point like in that direction. That's pretty much a facade. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Let's keep a facade. Uh, and that's a common agreed upon thing that we should keep that a facade. Mm-hmm. So there are actual situations where you have that as well. So I mean, but is that so bad that we keep a facade? Then? Not necessarily bad. Not absolutely not. It's just are we aware of it? That's that's really the point I want to raise here. I'm not saying that everyone should be just this open book at all times because I'm not that person either. So I just want to have that said. I can absolutely be different in diff- uh, depending on the situation, how much I want to let people in. I absolutely have my doubts regarding, you know, I'm, I'm not that person who just steps into a party and is Mr. Open and the light of the party at all. I'm not. I'm going to be very open here and, and say that. That is not me at all times. 
So I can app. So this is this is what I'm saying. The more the the reason why I bring this up is, are we aware of it? And if we are not aware of it, maybe we should start think about why we behave the way we do in the different situations. And there might be really good reasons to. So don't get me wrong. This doesn't have to be a, an all out necessarily bad thing. But the one thing I want to get at is if I go to let's say, and since we're talking about. IT uh, security here and compliance and all the things and beautiful things we talk about here. We primarily think about a workplace here, right? If I go to my workplace and I feel that I can't be myself because I'm not allowed to be myself, there's a difference when I know I, I hold back or I feel restricted because it's not okay. This is what I'm trying to get at. If if you are a manager listening to this, or if you're working with HR or anything like that, you might do some some type of employee surveys, for instance. Uh, normally, you do like twice a year, and you get a res you get a result for all various types of things which you might measure, right? And one of those values might be um, how much do you actually like to go to work every morning? And if that score is really low. Maybe, just maybe, could it be that we have a workplace where people do not feel that they can be themselves? I'm just saying it could be an option. Might not be true at all cases, but could be. Let's say that we measure a value like, would you recommend other people to apply to your company? If that score is really low, be alarmed, because that is also probably a telltale sign that the culture is not something that people see as a positive. So you can you can get this actually you can measure this. You can actually you can get values to work from and instead of saying that people are just stupid and wrong or they might not understand what we're doing here whatever it might be there could be a reason to it and this is what I want to highlight with this discussion. So really I'm not saying that we have the answers here. That's not what I'm saying. I want to if you're listening to this all I want you to do is to really start thinking about if I have a different behavior at home or uh, than I do at work, what's the reason for it? And if you're an employer like us, employing people to work for us and we want them to be happy at work because we believe that's important. Not everyone agrees with us, but that we believe that. If people are not happy working at your workplace, what's the reason for that? Could there be a reason that we might have to work with our culture here? And if, if, if we feel that that could be the case, what do we do to fix it or start to work with it? How do we address it? This is what I want you to start thinking about here. I firmly believe that if people can be themselves without fear or repercussions for that one, mm -hmm. you get a better sustainability because I firmly think that they will enjoy the workplace in the long run that, mm -hmm. compared to if they feel they can't be themselves. And being oppressed from hiding who they really are in the long run. That mm. I don't think is sustainable in the long run. So if you want the diversity, I think this is a big thing to have. But yeah, that said, like I said, I don't have any scientific proof for this. No. There are psychologists out there. You might have lots of research on this, so I bet you there is uh, lots yeah, of research. Feel, but feel free to, feel to, free, but to, to, to let us know. That. No, but I don't have any scientific proof of this, but I think that if you want diversity at your workplace, not just saying you want it, if you mm -hmm. actually want it, I think it's important to have a culture where people can allow to be themselves. Mm -hmm. mm. So uh, that's just a thing. Because 
when it comes down to information security, because now everyone is asking, what the heck has this to do with information security? Mm -hmm. If you like your work and care about your employer, and if you like your colleagues and care about your um, colleagues, you will be a lot more cautious. And this is not anything malicious. This is just truth of human behavior or nature. Mm -hmm. You will be a lot more cautious about things you care about than things you don't. Yes. That's just the simple truth of everything. So if you got a really, really ugly <laughs> glass so vase of something in a Christmas present that you're bound by social structure to keep, <laughs> or if you have a glass sculpture you really, really love that's from a departed, really dear loved one to you, they will be treated differently at your home, I'm just saying. They mm -hmm. will be exposed to different risks, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So. If that vase were to hit the floor and it breaks, what are, what is your reaction? Is it oh okay that was that was sad, or do you actually fall down in tears thinking mm. oh holy crap what have I done? Mm. Because there's a difference in your response there. Yes, and there's a difference of how cautious you are about with your stuff then. So yes, yes, same for sure. Uh, so from an information security perspective, it's exactly the same. If you care about your employers and if you care about your colleagues, you will be more cautious by nature. So this is hugely important. For sure. And when you care about them, that's when you have a good relation with them. Mm -hmm. But surely you can have a good relation without ever being yourself. Could, but it's a false relationship because you're not presenting who you are. Really? I mean, we we can have an awesome relationship and the fact that we get along, yeah, for sure. But we know nothing about each other, so the depth of our relation is 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 quite shallow. So, but once again, you can absolutely set the limit for how much you want to share. I'm not saying that everyone needs to know everything at all time. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, am I... Am I doing it? Am I actively holding back because I do not trust the environment I'm in or I don't feel that it's okay to share? That's what I'm trying to get at here. Am I actively choosing to be someone else that I really am because the situation does not allow myself to be who I am? That's what I want to try to get at here. So your arena and your facade will be, it will differ from depending on situation for situation that goes for all of us. But am, am I doing it because I'm scared or don't feel secure or to your point, I don't care. Could be the fact that I don't care. I really don't care. Hence, I will not tell anyone. Okay, fair enough. That's also a point. Or... Am I doing it because, all right, I, I know I'm a bit different, but, I, but I'm focused. And, or if anyone should ask me, no worries, I'll share. Don't, don't worry. I might not be the, the, the first guy to, to, to tell, but if someone asks me, I would share automatically. But if I'm holding back, there's a reason why. And that's what I want you who listens today to start to think about your own situation and your own behavior. Or if you can see this in other people around you working in your team. Because that's a big portion of it as well. Do we see each other? Can I actually see someone else who is not... You know what? There's something there. If that's the case, all I wanted to do with this episode is to highlight the fact that we should 
work towards at least to have a culture which allows you to be yourself and then it's up to you so that's where we are and a nice thing you can do is you can call people to security and say be at security office at this time and then when people come in you can look them sternly in the face and say I see you. I really see who you really are. <laughs> and see if they're nervous or they're happy. <laughs> For sure. There are variations on doing this. But anyways, I wanted to raise this. And I um, that's all I wanted to do. Once again, this is about your, your, own, your, your own reflection. That's what I want you to do. Go home and reflect about your own behavior. And if you have any opinions about this episode or if you want to add something to it, have any questions to it, you do that at citynetwork.eu slash podcast. You can uh, send questions to me and Kim. You can actually participate in the podcast if you want to as well. And we link every type of information regarding the episodes there as well. So uh, the Johari window and the things I talked about today will be linked in the episode today. Anything else you want to add, Kim? No, hope not. We're, We're good for today. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Thank you.